Welcome everyone to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson. Got my co-host here, Mr. Eli Libby. Handsome one, right here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think Tune into the video to see that. <laughs> uh, we got a cool topic. Yes. Um, we got a great individual on the on the podcast today. We're going to talk a little bit about kind of power positioning, but in the pre-call, we kind of changing up. We're just going to see where the conversation goes. Exactly. Similar backgrounds, um, similar kind of growth-minded branding, mm-hmm. um, doing what you love for a living, B2B service provider, B2C, mm-hmm. you know, the consulting. So it's going to be really good. Um, anything else you want to kind of add in there? I'm just excited. I, I love talking about journeys, stories, yeah, the grit on how you yeah, got where you're The highs and today. lows. Because there's a lot of them in building lows. business. And we all have them. Yep. All have them, like battle scars. Okay, well, now we're getting good. Yeah. Let's get the juice Absolutely. of the podcast here. We have Mr. Ahmed Manuar. I probably chopped it. I apologize, even though he just told oh, me. Oh, good. To You're good. Podcast. How are you, man? Good. Listen, I hate to disappoint you, though. In my uh, seven-year journey in business, it's only been highs. What are these lows you speak of? Whoa. What, what is that? Okay. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I know. I hate the buzzkill you guys here, right? But I only know how to win. No, okay. I'm kidding. I'm yeah, lying through my teeth. As a high, that's yeah. where we want to be, right? That's where we learn. That's where we kind of punch through. Exactly. I like it. Oh, this, this is, is going to be good. good. This is going to be I'm good. <laughs> so welcome, man. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. Tell, hey, guys, tell, tell kind of your roots, where you've been, mm-hmm. how you got here, things that sucked, things that were awesome. Let's, let's hear Some it. Some of the highs. Yeah, how much time you got? So great to be here, guys. Uh, so I'll tell you a little bit about my current business, and that'll set the context. Uh, I run a company called Boutique Growth, and our flagship program is called the 90 Day Pipeline, and okay. that is a marketing and business development training program for B two B consultants and professional service providers. Um, been running that program and scaling it for the past three years. Okay. We do multiple seven figures in revenue. We have a team of about 15, 20 some odd people. I lose track sometimes. Um, and I've really <laughs> shifted in the past two, three years from a solo consultant that, you know, made decent money uh, serving clients as an individual to uh, the CEO of a, of a fast growing company. Wow. And the way that I got into that um, is I, I was kind of like an accidental marketer in a way. Uh, I, I started out in my career at Ernst & Young, big professional services firm in accounting, in audit. I was a bean counter for you know, lack of a better term. Um, and uh, you know, really quickly realized that that wasn't what I wanted to do, although I was reasonably good at it. Um, left that firm, joined a small boutique advisory firm uh, in kind of a catch-all business role. It was like, okay. I had a, cu- a couple of friends who started this firm. And they had one big whale client, which ironically, that's like all my clients now. They have one big whale client when they come to us. And they were like, they were like, how do we, uh, you know, how do we turn this into a business? What's kind of their issue, right? One big whale client, like how do we turn this into a real business? So it's not just one client that we work with. And they go, well, hey, you, you work at Ernst & Young. You've got some decent suits and Mm -hmm. you seem to talk a good game. Why don't why don't you come and help us? And I was like, sure, I know nothing about building a firm or marketing or business development or client acquisition. I'm an accountant, uh, yep. may I remind you. But yeah, what could go wrong? And um, mm-hmm. essentially everything went wrong and we made every mistake in the book. And I had to, fortunately, I was in my you know early to mid 20s at the time. So I had the time on my hands to figure things out. And I had to essentially figure out how to drive business for a uh, a, a professional service firm that that targets you know blue chip, companies, okay. large enterprises, government agencies. And that's mm-hmm. really where I cut my teeth in, in marketing and sales and business development in that consulting B2B context. And and the business that we run now is really built on the back of those experiences. Nice. Wow. 
That's cool. You figured it out. Yeah, that's. I think you we know, say that a couple I times. It, I think it's good that okay. you figured it out. Like, especially because, like, I feel like going into accounting, like, you got the job, you got the dream, the dream firm to work for, and it's mm-hmm. young. You're doing what you want to do, and then boom, it hits you. Well, mm-hmm. this ain't it. Mm-hmm. After all the dreaming mm-hmm. and working hard to get there. Yep. You know. Um, but didn't. But to, to be clear, didn't really figure it out because what I did back then with that firm is very different from what works now. That was ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. I see. That's what you you mean. know. So yeah. so it's an interesting point because. Actually, tactically, what we advise clients to do now is very different. LinkedIn wasn't even a thing back then, to be honest. Yep. It was a lot of content marketing and blogging and like old school webinars and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the fundamentals of why those things work still hold true today, but tactically it looks very different. So totally. it's 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 been a constant evolution of figuring it out um, that hasn't really stopped, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. So, so tell us a little bit about kind of like where your main focus is. Like, mm. like what are people at the end of the day, like this is the problem and here's like the main the solution that you're typically providing. Is it pretty like across the board, you kind of see different things for strategy and tactics, or is it kind of one kind of niche area that you've kind of found that works for you? So let me tell you this. I'll tell you our story and how we position our offer. And in doing so, I will demonstrate the power of positioning, which is what we want to talk Very about today. Cool. Okay. All right. So. I'm in a very competitive niche, right? I'm in the mm-hmm. reddest of red oceans, like bloody water, yeah. freaking everywhere, right? Marketing, yep. lead generation. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm one of those guys in your feed that you just don't want to see, right? Like, yeah, yeah. stop running ads to me. Get out of my feed. I don't like you. I'm oh, one of those yep. guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully not as bad as some of the other guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. everyone's took entire as his course and in the inner circle. <laughs> hundred percent. Right. I read a book on marketing yesterday. I'm a guru today. I rented a Lambo. Mm -hmm. Look at me. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's my market. And in my market, everybody is very tactically focused. It's like, Hey, how to get more leads and Hey, how to drive more business and Hey, how to get more clients and how to use LinkedIn and how to use Facebook and how to run ads. It's like tactic, 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 tactic. There's so many tactical solutions. Right. Um, And clients come to us and they go, well, I've tried, you know, LinkedIn, I've tried running ads, I've tried referrals, I've tried all these things and they don't work. And we say to them, well, it's not the tactics. Yep. It's it's not your tactical execution that isn't working. It's your positioning. Because mm-hmm. if nobody knows why they should choose you or work with you, right. I don't care how good you are at the tactical execution of lead generation, they're yep. not going to work with you. And they go, whoa, damn, yep. that makes sense. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. How do I fix my positioning? And we say, work with us. Got right. It. So we yeah. are not a... You know, we could have, because we do a lot of work on LinkedIn as an example, yeah. tactically, right? <clears throat> so we could have been like, oh, like we're the LinkedIn program, mm-hmm. right? Well, guess what? There's like a million LinkedIn programs. Exactly. And there's a million LinkedIn courses and advisors mm-hmm. and consultants. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to play mm-hmm. in that red ocean, right? Exactly. I want to be the firm, the program, the offer that helps consultants solve for positioning, which is a right. much more challenging, strategic, interesting problem to solve for. That, by the way, makes lead generation and prospecting pretty damn easy. Right. Mm-hmm. It's super unique. It's dialed to who you are. Exactly. And once you figure out what your voice is and like your brand personality and the position mm-hmm. that you offer, that's like a, mm-hmm. a, a an offer that's actually going to differentiate yourself in the market. That's huge. No one's mm-hmm. talking about that. You're right. Everyone's like, lead gen, lead gen, lead gen. Ads, ads, ads. Yep. Shoving it down your throat. And you're like, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, not like this ad and mm-hmm. <laughs> keep moving on. But yeah. I, I see where you're... Totally see what position is. Mm-hmm. A lot of our position. Exactly. A lot of the two, I think, is who do you want to attract? And you talked right. about some, you referenced like a whale. 
deep pocket well, clients is exactly. all you want to track. You don't want to track quantity. But, you want to track but you're going to track them based on the position of your client. Absolutely. You're going to track the way they got to put out the whale food. You're going to track the trout, put out some more of a harpoon. Maybe more of a harpoon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to track them. Yeah, um, it's a good point. Like there's there's certain types of people that are very, uh, very tactically focused and yeah. cannot bring themselves to think beyond tactics. Mm -hmm. And you may have gotten the impression from me. Uh, I skew intellectual. I like interesting problems. Our, our entire mm -hmm. team thrives yeah. on solving interesting problems. If we were a tactically focused firm, like a lead gen firm, like I'd lose my mind. I would not be able to survive <laughs> doing that kind of work day in and day out. Yeah. It's just too boring, right? And so, and we mm -hmm. tend to attract people that are pretty smart, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, our clients are, you know, they're working with the C suite at, uh, you know, American Express and Red Bull. Uh, oh, wow. They're former Harvard Business School professors, right? Not all of them, <laughs> mind you, but like we yeah. get these very high level professionals, consultants, intellectuals who are just really, really good at what they do. And because they're smart, they can see the power of positioning and the effect that exactly. it's going to have on their business and how it makes everything else easier, right? And so we're, mm -hmm. we're very specifically catering to the type of client that gets that message and goes, mm -hmm. that just makes a whole lot of sense. And there's a whole lot of people, probably more people, frankly, mm -hmm. who are like, I don't get it. Where leads? Yeah. Where, right. where money? Like we're Lambo, yep. right? And we're like, no, 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 no. Please stay away from us. We we don't, that's yeah. not, this right. is not for you. Exactly. So, yeah, sounds familiar. so it sounds like um, you guys are obviously a, I mean, boutique growth. You guys are a high-end um, positioning firm. You know, you guys want to work with companies that obviously have deep, deep pockets. That's who you're trying to attract. But what do you have though, that for individuals that are trying to get started on like positioning themselves, they can't quite afford someone like, like your guys' firm, but they, they hear your message and they're like, okay, they like, I get it. Yeah. This is why this isn't working with Legion. Like mm -hmm. what are some things that they can do or expect like so, might be difficult to try to figure out with your power position? Yeah. So to be clear, our audience is the small guy. We okay. work with the, the B2B mm -hmm. consultant that's anywhere from, hey, I just left, I'm leaving corporate and I used to be like a VP or a director or a C-suite, yep. whatever, right? And I had this capability that I think other people will pay money for, help me launch that thing to, you know, we run a three, four, $5 million firm. We typically don't work with anybody over $5 million because that now gets very bespoke and very custom. And although I used to do that, we're not quite set up for that anymore, but we're like, you know, zero to $5 million in a B2B okay. consulting uh, uh, capacity. That's our sweet spot. We don't work with the large organizations. Um, they knock on my door a lot, but we've right. really developed the capability in serving that smaller organization, cool. the boutique, if you will. And that's where our focus is. So that's cool. I feel like you positioned yourself in your conversation. I though. just, because I came Just off, I that. came off thinking that you, yeah. that the level of service that you were talking about that you offer, mm -hmm. I was thinking my mind, oh, you're working with you know the Red Bull, five hundred uh, Inc. five hundred company yeah. or not Inc. five hundred um, Fortune five hundred companies mm -hmm. and all that. But if you can offer a service at a good value, obviously to these individuals that are trying to get started or or you know trying to grow up to five million. Mm -hmm. It just speaks to it. Exactly. <laughs> Your master of power positioning. Yep. You got us on the podcast. Like, that's sweet. And our clients work with those organizations, right? So that's what we teach. Yeah. We teach how to work with those, not always big B2B, because some of our clients target small businesses, mid-market, mm -hmm. but a lot of them target the big, the big B B2B organizations. Got it. So you, you are helping B2B consultants learn how to teach and help their clients to power position. Yes. Got it. So it's a we're, we're, we're helping B2B consultants uh, attract 
and acquire and retain B2B clients. Okay. So we dial in their positioning, we dial in their messaging, we mm -hmm. dial in what we call their results mechanism, which is how they deliver their service, and we dial in their sales processes so they're consistently acquiring and signing deals. That is so cool. It is cool. So where does I, like, uh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you have a, an amazing understanding of well, positioning of course, but like your target market, like who are you going after um, attracting these, these this stage of company, but they need to be educated before you really work right. with them. I think that's really cool because I think a lot of those people within that demographic are the the Ty Lopez, the ones that want leads, but you've really been able to sift through that and find your target market. It's cool. It's it's also like, you know, five hundred clients later, right? That we're having yeah. this conversation. And I don't yeah. actually know the number. It's it's over five hundred clients later. So I don't want people to think <laughs> like, oh, these guys got really clear overnight. No, it's like oh, it's no. been three oh, years and five some hundred odd yep. clients later that we got really clear. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's totally. part of our message to our clients is that positioning is a journey, not a destination. So mm. we're not done. Like we haven't arrived and said, okay, here's our positioning right. and it's always going to be like this. And it's never going to change. That would be silly because the marketplace is always changing yep. and the dynamics are always changing. And there's always new entrants. Right. So I'll give you an example. You know, there's some big changes happening on LinkedIn right now. Right. LinkedIn is really making some changes on how people interact with the platform and punishing right. certain behaviors, rewarding other behaviors. Right. So we're not static. We're evolving with what's changing in the industry around us. And so, you know, to that end, we just went through a major repositioning exercise of our own just last month because, you know, we've been in this game for a few years now and not a whole lot has changed in our messaging. Right. But mm -hmm. we've worked with a lot of clients. And so we went back to the drawing yeah. board and we said, OK, given where we are today, which is different from where we were a couple of years ago. What do we need to focus on? How do we show up? Right. Yeah. And that's a never ending process. Go ahead. I, oh, I was just going to say, just like you said, like 10 years ago, what you learned is way different than what you're mm -hmm. applying today. Like, yeah. yeah. It helped you, but you didn't figure it out. Yep. You're still figuring it out just because there's different tactics you have to learn because everything is changing. Mm -hmm. I think that to your point is a great takeaway for the audience is to go back and kind of reassess yeah. those goals and the positioning where you are currently today, maybe as where you were a couple years yeah, ago. Continue sharpening tools. Yep. It, exactly. It's funny because like 10, 11, 12 years ago, I used to be deep in affiliate marketing. Like I was blogging and like talked about SEO and digital marketing and like mm -hmm. all this stuff. And sometimes I look back like on internet archives, the shit I was saying, <laughs> there's no way it would apply today. Like it's so like off the wall, like foundational, like yeah. your everyday person knows it now. But then mm -hmm. it was like, cutting edge yeah and i was like throwing these yeah. affiliate links up you know back when warrior forum was like a newer thing and like learn all these crazy things <laughs> and stuff oh i remember i remember the warrior forum you know your og when you can refer to the warrior yeah, forum. Hey, i remember yeah. right I, it, yeah seriously though like uh, what am i different so you, it's a 90 day pipeline, right? So like, that's kind of like your initial kind of startup kickoff is 90 days of kind of like, this is where you're at and this is how we're going to find the position. Like, how does that, what's the 90 days kind of look like? Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's our flagship program. Yeah, no, actually it's, it's all laid out really clearly at 90daypipeline.com. We, we give people away our entire methodology. Yeah. Um, so our flagship program is, is just that 90 day pipeline. And in 90 days, we dial in the positioning. We dial in the, yep. what we call the results mechanism. So positioning is fundamentally about answering the question, mm -hmm. why should clients choose to work with you? 
Okay. And that requires clarity on first and foremost, who's your target market. We call that client clarity, right? Cause you can't be all things to all people I've tried it. It's really, really hard. Okay. You've yep. got to be really specific about who you're pursuing okay. and you've got to be really clear on why you're the best option for them in the marketplace. And that we spend a lot of time with our clients focusing on that because you know, in, in, in our space, a lot of people just claim to be better. Oh, we're better than everybody else, or we have sure. a better team, or we have a better process, or we have a better this. But guess what's really hard to prove? Better. I don't know how to prove that. Yeah, that you're better, right? right? Because yeah. yeah, and and you know, when you push people on that, they'll go, "Well, our clients really like our experience, and they like working with us." Yeah, but how is anybody ever going to know that they like your experience or working with your team before they actually do that? Totally. It's like decidedly not provable, right? right. So. Yeah. We spend a lot of time on that positioning exercise because if people don't know what to make of you, or if you just say we're better than everybody else, you're pretty much invisible. You're not even going to make the list, right? There's right. got to be a clear position in the marketplace where people can look at you and go, I don't know where else to get this. Exactly. I don't know anybody That's else who does what you do. Key. Mm -hmm. That's like strong. Right yeah, it's true. Because otherwise, you're just like, like you said, swimming in bloody waters. You're just like looking around. It's the same, same thing over and over. But if you have that specific thing you're looking yep. for and you can wave in that bloody waters, mm -hmm. like, hey, we're your mm -hmm. answer. Mm -hmm. Everyone else doesn't have it. That's totally. The customer, yeah. yeah, we talk about all the time. Customer has five different tabs open. They're trying to find the unique value for each company. And if you can really show that and stand out right. on that, it's huge. Totally. So I'll give you an example. So one of our clients, you know, he started his business. He's a procurement executive. When he started his business, he went out and marketed himself as a procurement consultant, you know, very typical. Well, I was an executive in this space. Why don't <laughs> I consult in this space? Right. Um, and you know, smart guy, bless his heart. He did relatively well, had a decent network. Right. But eventually he realized, Hey, if I search for procurement consultant on LinkedIn, there's like, I think we did it together once there was like, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of results oh, for sure. That's funny. And it's like, well, huh, how do I, you know, differentiate myself in this sea of, yeah. right. you know, procurement consultants that all look and sound exactly the same. Right. So he ended up specializing mm -hmm. in an area that he had a particular capability in, and there was a lot of demand in the marketplace for, which is renegotiating really high value IT contracts. So think about larger companies that are doing deals with SAP and Oracle and Microsoft, like right. big, big seven figure, mm -hmm. multi-million dollar IT right. agreements. Right. And he made a name for himself in his career of negotiating those deals. And, wow. uh, wow. and the, the big IT vendors were kind of scared of him. <laughs> right. And so he goes, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to be the guy that renegotiates these contracts. And that's when things took off because he went from procurement consultant, many alternatives, bloody water to high value IT contract negotiator, very specific, not a lot of competition dials into his core capability and what he's really good at. And then that's where things really took off. That is so cool. It's a great example. That is so cool. Yeah, Differentiating. I was start searching for examples of, of, of past clients and kind of, you know, like just like that. Yeah. That's crazy. I think that's something that we're trying to figure out too with, you know, biz bros <clears throat> trying to create this brand and, and we're really trying to narrow down our, like, where are we loud in the space? Mm -hmm. um, and we're really trying to focus on co-founders because that's kind of our yin and yang here. We're co-founders and there's not too many people talking about the power of co-founding. There's just people talking yeah. about entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneur and hustling how it's cool and sexy and like time. hustling yeah. and like grind and blah, 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 Gary Vee, mm -hmm. this, that. And, but it's like, program. Yeah, yeah, it's like no one's yeah. talking about just, just like, power of a co-founder exactly it's powerful stuff and not a lot of people talk about it or even mm. think about it so. yeah it's really interesting because i i would say i've had access to a lot of entrepreneurs 
um, not only through our coaching programs, but also through my own involvement in masterminds. And I would, I would wager that a lot of people that fail could have avoided failure if they found the right co-founder at the yeah. right time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to think that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you have a soundboard, it's like your level, your build with making decisions rather than just making more emotional decisions. You're making decisions that are, yeah. you know, talked about, debated about making mm-hmm. sure that, you know, it's the right, right mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, totally. And from like a personality standpoint, personality traits, like what, like how can you, can you identify that person and then see where they're lacking and then where you can help pick them up and vice versa. I think it's huge. And that's our message. And, it, and it's kind of unreasonable to expect yourself to have all the tools required to build and scale totally. or grow, grow a business. I mean, nobody has all the tools, but those right. who don't partner early need to hire. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think people put an unnecessary amount of pressure on themselves to be that person that does everything when they don't have to necessarily. Totally. Yep. A, a part of it that we're learning is this isn't everybody. This isn't even the majority, but a lot of it's an ego move when people don't want co-founders. They want to have the light on them all to, at all times, take all credit. At the end of the day, everyone's here just to make money, start a business, do something that's passion-based, make money, live good, start mm-hmm. cool jobs for people, have a cool place to work, cool people to be around. Like strip the ego out for a second, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and share the light a little bit. I don't know. That That's what I find a lot with people. I think the influence is coming from that Ty Lopez stuff you talked about. Like, People are seeing how it's sexy oh, sure. to be yeah. an entrepreneur. Oh, so the yeah, ego gets blast. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so that's influencing those yeah. type of people. And what they don't, what you know, what they don't tell you. No disrespect to Ty Lopez. I mean, smart no, he's, guy. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, brilliant. <laughs> what they don't tell you is the money gets old really quickly. Yeah, oh, it's got it. Yeah. Really quickly, and and it becomes about impact and and your specific unique contribution. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. Like I don't have a co-founder. I don't have a partner. Although I thought about it quite a bit, to be honest, especially in those, okay, there were some low moments, guys. I, I may, I may have just uh, kind of, you know, there was a couple here Pretty and there. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and I definitely thought to myself, man, if I had somebody with me that I could, you know, work through this with, it'd be easier. Right. Um, didn't end up finding a co-founder because I didn't want to deliberately go out and find somebody. I, it, yeah. I wanted it to happen more naturally. And it didn't happen. And that's fine. Right. But what I did do was I hired people that were smarter than me in the areas of the business that I didn't want to be focused on. Mm. So for example, you know, probably my best hire to date, shout out to Carrie, right? Carrie is our client success director, right? Mm. And she is really, really smart. And she's really, really good at helping our clients succeed and stewarding the client journey, right? And she's really, really expensive, right? (laughs) But with her on my team now, I don't need to worry about client success, right? Right? Because I have somebody smart and capable at the helm. Yeah. Right. And I can worry about what I'm really good at, which is marketing and sales. Right. And that combination, she's not a co-founder, but effectively it's the same sure. you know, yep. net result has yep. been incredibly powerful for us. That's yeah. awesome. Yep. We talk about that a lot too. Hiring higher up. up. Yeah. Always got to hire up yeah. and it's hard to do. You got to, you know, swallow your pride, but long-term gain is huge. Right. Even short-term gain mm-hmm. for, for hiring up is huge. It's mm-hmm. like, just kind of have to stick it to it and do it. Yeah. And I don't even think it's swallowing your pride. I mean, I get why you put it that way. I think people do see it that way, but I think it's just acknowledging that I'm just not the same level of capability at everything. Right. Yeah. Like if anything, it's, it's accepting your pride uh, guys. I'm really, really good at marketing. Yeah. I'm really, really good at sales. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. And I'm a decent systems thinker, but my capability there is nowhere near my capability in marketing and sales. Therefore, any amount of time that I spend 
thinking about things that aren't related to marketing and sales are a waste of my time. hundred percent. I think you put that great. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, totally put that great. It, I think it could, it could, it could run into having, you know, where's your EQ at, right? It's like if you can, if you have the self-awareness to be able to accept those things, it, it's, it's difficult for people to do, but once you get past it, it you know, then you can, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know. So I'm going to, no, it's, I think a, it's a it's a journey that a lot of our clients have to go through. Doornail or something, I don't know. Doornail? <laughs> um, I I agree. It's all about wearing, uh, wearing all the hats at one time when you really shouldn't be doing that. But I really do like that point about if you're Absolutely. not doing what you're doing, you're wasting your time. Which, is interesting. yeah, yeah. I'm not good at accounting. If I even look at the numbers, <laughs> it's a waste of my time. I'm not yeah counting beans. Um, yeah. Well, so. So as you move forward, like what, what do you kind of see like the, the future of positioning being? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's all always changing and kind of like, but where like people, like where do people need to start kind of focusing, and make sure that they're positioning themselves right and kind of being loud in that space? Like where are places people can kind of be awesome. loud and, and kind of, where's it kind of heading towards since it's like an alternating changing mm -hmm. trend, I feel like. So the big interesting shift that is taking place that people need to be aware of in any business is the power balance is shifting into the hands of consumers and buyers mm -hmm. has shifted, frankly, mm -hmm. continues to shift. And what I mean by that is think about to take an extreme, think about the way business was done back in the warrior forum days, right? <laughs> like 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, there weren't as many options available to clients right. in the marketplace. You know, every industry was a little bit smaller. Competition was less so. Uh, and, you know, people didn't really know where to go for help, right? And so what happened is back in the day, you would typically rely on your network to refer people to you. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm looking for, um, you know, I'm let's, we're on a podcast. I'm looking for a podcasting agency. And that wasn't even a thing back then. But let's just use that example, <laughs> yep. right? Well, you know, I don't know where to look for that person. There aren't a lot of them out there that are visible. So I'm going to go and talk to my marketing friends who know people and say, hey, who do you recommend mm -hmm. as a podcasting agency, right? And that's likely going to be the extent of my research and whoever I get in front of, they're going to have a lot of power because right. I don't have a lot of options. I don't know what I need. I'm not well-educated on the problem. Yep. So whatever you tell me I need, I'm probably going to accept as long as it's convincing and it makes sense. You're not trying to swindle me. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how business was done for a very long time. The shift that's taken place certainly in the last 10 years, and it's it kind of accelerating now more recently is I don't care if you're a referral. And I don't care if I know someone, if you're like my like my my dog's brothers, sisters, uncles, you know, firm. Like I don't care because I can pull up pages of people who are just like you. Right. Google, LinkedIn, whatever. Right. So the the age that we live in now that people need to catch up to, frankly, is you live and die by your proposition, not your reputation, not your relationships, right? People used to say you live and die by your relationships. Now, nobody gives a rat's ass about your relationships. Nobody. It's a million. Who are you in the marketplace? Yep. How are you distinct and unique? And why should I work with you? And if you don't have a good answer to that question in any industry, time to, you know, go find a job, I think, <laughs> or figure that out. <laughs> totally. I love it. No, I agree. I kind of, it, I don't know if there is, but is there a little influence from StoryBrand with this? I, I, I kind of feel a little like, you know, yeah, that's yeah. just like reading through that and kind of, I, it's like the same exact, not exact, it's not the same nope. exact principles. It's totally. a similar principle in terms of once you have that positioning, how to message, yeah. have the message for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, so StoryBrand, Donald Miller is brilliant mm -hmm. and I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, right? 
And they've had a very serious impact on the industry and how people think about marketing and messaging. Yep. And they are also in and of themselves a great example of positioning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because Donald Miller did not make up storytelling. Mm. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Miller did not yeah. write the hero's journey. Yeah. Right. Donald Miller is a brilliant packager, marketer, storyteller who took a, you know, an age-old concept, you know, the oldest rhetorical device known to man is storytelling. Yeah, storytelling and package it up in a way that businesses could engage with and apply. And that in and of itself is a masterclass in positioning. Totally. It's really brilliant. Couldn't have said it any better than that. <laughs> it yeah, really he, is. We, we've taken a lot from him, obviously. Mm -hmm. it's, it, yeah. Well, awesome, man. So if they're just kind of wrap things up, mm -hmm. if there's like one message that you hope drills home a couple liners, what is that? What is that you're hoping when you get on these podcasts that people are walking away with? I'm going to steal the line from Perry Marshall. Um, I think he talks about this in, in 80, 20 sales and marketing, which is a great book. Um, and, and we've kind of stolen this a little bit and we use it too, with credit to Perry Marshall, mm -hmm. positioning over prospecting, mm -hmm. positioning over Love prospecting. That. A lot of folks are very oh. focused on prospecting and prospecting is hard work and it's made okay. easier when you have solid and clear positioning, right? Absolutely. Prospecting without positioning is like pouring water into a bucket with a hole at the bottom. You can keep pouring that water in, it's going to keep leaking out. Yeah. Right. It's amazing. I think that's the first time we've asked someone that and they had three mm -hmm. words and you killed it. That's yep. awesome. And that is I think we're, I, I think not only our audience is going to walk away with this, mm -hmm. some are some amazing nuggets, yep. but I think we're going to walk away with kind of thinking about our positioning and, and how we can, mm -hmm. you know, better, I don't know, just make it stronger yes. and louder and because we're we're in, we're in a field that's growing like crazy mm -hmm. product photography video production e-commerce like it's it's growing like crazy but there's a lot of us as well although yeah. we are doing very well and we get a lot of clients but i think we can be louder with our position so mm -hmm. we appreciate you and appreciate your message yes. all good guys great to be here thanks for having me Absolutely. so if they want to find if anyone wants to find you where can they find you they want to work with you they want to kind of follow your journey and, and kind of see where they can learn more where's that at yeah, a couple of places. If you want to just follow us and pay attention to what we're doing, you can go to boutiquegrowth.com and there's links to follow us on show, social there. Um, if you want to grab a call with our team and see if we can help you, go to 90daypipeline.com. All right. Well, thank you so much, Perfect. sir. I uh, hope we can carry on this conversation another mm -hmm. day. Hopefully have a follow-up episode yes. and uh, talk, talk more, man. That was great. Would love to do that, guys. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Biz Rose Podcast. Yes. If you haven't yet... And you're looking to see how we position ourselves. Mm -hmm. Check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, our website, bizbros.io. And yep. look for us. Just type in bizbros. Yep. You're going to find us. We'll Absolutely. see you in the next episode.